Hello and welcome to BizNation, your home for micro and small business help. Join us as we unpack all the pain points in starting or running your small business. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. Your host, Kerry Zarb, brings you discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. So sit back and enjoy as we launch into today's episode. Welcome to episode 29. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about domain registrations and business websites. This is a space that I've been working in for a number of years, not me personally, but across my own websites. And I wanted to talk to you guys, the listener, about how to step through this space and how you can really improve your online presence with your own website via your domain registration. So we're going to step through this piece by piece. And the first aspect, of course, is the domain registration. This is a critical part of your business. A lot of business owners these days think that because they're online, they're on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Sometimes we get the impression that that's the only place we need to turn up online because let's face it, everyone's on social media. It's a really popular space and it's really quite the place to be found. Well, just like if you don't have a Facebook page for your business, if you don't have a website, you can be considered like, who is this business? Do they really exist? Are they for real? So a business website is really important to have, even if it's just a simple one-page website that has a little bit about you. It could be a three-page website, whatever you need to actually show up for your potential customers or clients is really all that's required online. So the first step is the domain registration. You may have already done this when you registered your business name. When I teach people how to set up their businesses, that's what I recommend. So when you're registering your business name and you've got all those choices down on your piece of paper, you're actually Google searching those domain names along with registering your business name. The reason I do this is because sometimes it pays to secure a couple of domain names because you don't know the potential growth of your business. Hopefully it's awesome. So with the domain registration, you have a few options. There's the standard.com and .com.au. Now, just to explain, .com.au is your rights to have as your domain if you've registered your business name in Australia. If you're doing your name search or after fact, if you're doing your domain search and the .com.au comes up with your business name, but it's not available, you might want to seek some legal advice because it should be reserved for you or more should I say, it shouldn't be taken by someone else. So just keep that in mind. The other options are .net and .net.au, very commonly used as well. And these days, the domain registration dot at the end of your name really varies quite a lot. There's so many options available. So there's .co, there's .biz. I could almost make like a 30 minute episode about the dots, but I'm not going to. And then depending on your organization structure, 
there's also the .orgs and the .org.au. So if you're a not-for-profit organisation, that's the road you might take. But for standard business owners such as me and yourself, hopefully, if you're listening, it's normally a .com.au, .net.au. You can go the .co, the .biz. And even these days, one that's really popular and has just sprouted in, in probably the last one to two years is the .melbourne, the .sydney, the .brisbane. They're becoming quite popular as well. They are quite expensive. I've never registered one myself for the price factor. And also I don't know what advantage that would actually give your business. So do a bit of research, see what you're most comfortable with. If you're operating in Australia, it's very common to have a .com.au. If you're planning on being a little bit more exposed internationally, you might want to think about a .com. And sometimes when we register our .com.au, we might also decide to reserve our .com. So have a look and see what you can find, see what's available. Hopefully you haven't run into that name problem. And again, if you do, your name is already taken in the .com.au space, seek some legal advice. So where do I go for a domain name, you might ask? It's really simple. There's so many options available online these days. You've got uh, the likes of GoDaddy, there's Net Registry, there's Crazy Domains, and even Wix.com actually offer domain names. So have a bit of a Google search, see which company fits with you, maybe compare the prices. It's only an annual price that you'll pay for your domain registration. So, you know, $12.95, $14.95, one year, two years, take your pick it's up to you and how much you want to invest in your business particularly if you're just starting up so have a look at those get on google see what's available as i said you've got all those com options available to you as well and don't forget that it needs to be if you're registering a com.au you need to have that name registered under your ABN secured for your business. So don't try and, you know, hop into a .com.au for a name that you don't own. So likewise, if someone's stolen yours, you'll be stealing someone else's. Not recommended. So as I was saying as well about having a business website. So again, back to the social space, everyone hangs out on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, but your business actual website is where you're going to be found. And it's going to give another layer of that know, like, and trust that you want from potential clients or customers. So I think I mentioned earlier, one page, two page, three page, depending on your business and what you're actually doing. Some people opt for five pages, so they might have a home page and about page. If you're operating in a service capacity, you might have a services page. You could have a contact page, all those little things. And it's really time at this point to think about what you want your website to look like. Think about your potential client or customer, what they're going to be looking for is really important. And again, this is why it pays to be online and have your business website. It's another step of validation that you're serious about your business and therefore you're going to be serious about your customers. Now with websites, you do have a couple of options. It's not the big scary space that everybody assumes that it is. 
it is pretty much DIY or get a developer. They're the two simplest ways to put your options for building a business website. DIY would involve you actually building the site yourself. As it says, DIY, do it yourself. What you need to think about before you step into that is there's a couple of key really important aspects to think about. What do you want your business website to look like? How do you want it to function? And lastly, but probably almost most important, is do you have the time to build it? And do you have the time to learn how to build it? Again, going back to some of those companies like GoDaddy and Wix, they actually have, and even NetRegistry, have a DIY website builder. So what you would do is actually subscribe to them. I think uh, some of them might be free, but not many. And remember, in business, you get what you pay for. But some of them come with a monthly subscription. So for example, you know, one of them might actually say, well, yes, we, we can offer you the DIY builder, but you're going to pay us, let's say $30 a month to have that feature. Then the next question is what happens if you don't want their service anymore? What happens to your website? Lots of little investigations to do on the DIY space. Read the terms and conditions. I know it's something that we normally click past pretty quickly, guilty as charged, but it's really the time to read the fine print. You wanna know if you change your mind in a year's time, say you've gone down the DIY option path, in 12 months time when business is really picked up, say you've you know come from a startup and now you're rocking and rolling, what if you want your website back? What if you actually want to transfer it to a developer? It's really good to know before signing up to these companies where you stand when you get to the end. And none of us have a crystal ball. It could be a year, it could be two years, it could be five years or 10 years, but it's really good to know what you're in for, what you're signing up for, before you put too much time and effort into this big real estate asset that you're building, which is your business website. That's my key recommendation. Read the fine print, work out what you're paying for, work out what it means at the end. So the other option is to go down the road of actually engaging with a website developer. I know it sounds expensive, but trust me, it's not. It's actually not as expensive as it sounds. Everyone thinks, oh, web developer, geez, I'm going to be up for $10,000. No, trust me, you're not. If you look carefully and sometimes you find the right person through people that you know, people you might see on Facebook groups, you know, people in your business network or your little community of people that you hang out with in the business space, find out who's the right person to work with, who's going to be the best priced, best person to work with, and also someone that you know is going to look after you, not just today, not just for this, you know, short-term project, but ongoing support. You know, what if something breaks? Are they going to fix it? How much is that going to cost? So there's lots of developers out there with packages that can work really well for a small business startup, or even if you've, you know, already got your business running, but you haven't got a website. And really, again, do some research on this. Work out who you want to work with and who 
you know, we go back to that no like, and trust. It's the same thing, exactly what you're creating in your website, you're going to look for in your web developer. So along those lines, you really want to explore, again, going back to that DIY space. And one thing I didn't mention actually about DIY is you've got these companies that offer these DIY builders, but there's also the option of actually building your own website straight up, straight off the bat with WordPress. It's a bit intense. I use the Divi Builder, which I highly recommend because it's very like, easy to use but I've spent probably the last couple of years in that space and I'm maybe a little bit more tech advanced than some so you need to do a little self-assessment of your own skills if you don't really like working on computers or if you don't want to understand you know sizes of images and the right text and all that kind of stuff you might want to think about a developer, even in the DIY space. Don't forget, if you go DIY, and I should have mentioned this earlier, you still need to come up with the content. You still need to supply the images. And not to mention the education and training that can come with a DIY builder. They'll probably have some videos and some tutorials. So you need to assess if you've got the time for the project. That's probably key element to a DIY. But again, hopping over to the developer space, they will help you with that. They will work with you. You pretty much map out what you want your site to look at, look like, and they'll work with you to make that delivery. I highly recommend working with a developer because most of us small business owners, we can only wear so many hats. Like, let's be honest, there's finance, there's marketing, there's just so much to running a business, not to mention the core business that you're actually doing, whatever you're skilled in and the profession that you've chosen. So if you work with someone that's a professional in this space, the headache is gone. It's just amazing. Like I can't recommend it highly enough. I've been on DIY websites before and it has been a little bit of a learning curve and certainly nothing that I regret because I don't have any regrets in business. But have you got the time? Do you want to spend your next few weekends learning how to build your website or do you want to speak to a professional and get it done right the first time? And that's the other consideration as well. As much as it sounds like, yes, you'll pay a monthly subscription or whatever a DIY setup is going to cost you, what's it going to cost you all told? How many hours do you need to put in? And don't forget all those hours that we spend in our business that aren't actually producing us money that's a cost. That is actually, that's how I look at my business is if I decide, which I do quite often to get involved in my own website build, that's costing me money because that's time I could be spending with clients. And yes, it might be spare time after hours or on the weekend, but I still could have been earning money. So you need to do, you know, a little bit of sums, look at your financial position of the project. So not only what you're going to pay the actual developer, which by the way, can, you know, be anywhere from a thousand dollars upwards, some are cheaper, but don't forget you get what you pay for. So I don't recommend going low bottom of the barrel, like two or $300, because you're probably not going to be happy with it, or you're going to have issues, or there won't be ongoing support. So, you know, anywhere from $500 upwards is, you know, pretty normal. 
um, and really just assess the whole situation. If you're going to spend every Saturday and Sunday for the next six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks trying to work out how to build your website, well, maybe that's time with your family. Maybe that's time you could have been working on something else in your business rather than, you know, working on your website. It could be that you decide you want to keep your finances to yourself. So therefore, you want to spend time on your finances. Well, you can't build a website and get across your finances at the same time. So there's lots of things to consider. I don't want to ramble on too much, but basically they're your options. So get your domain name sorted. Think about the DIY or going down the road of a developer and just get online, like just do it. And even when you're thinking about what you want your website to look like, I go Googling. I just Google. I tend to go overseas because I don't even want to contemplate the, the possibility of copying someone else's website. So I'll look at people in a similar business to me overseas just to get a bit of an idea of what their website looks like, how it functions, things like that. But Google. Google your little fingers away on that keyboard and or on your phone for that matter and get across what other websites look like and what you want yours to look like. And again, don't forget what functions you want. You might want your contact page to have a booking calendar. You might want your contact page to have uh, something like a contact form, which is very standard. So think about all of that. Think about animation. Think about how pretty it's going to look and really how it's going to demonstrate your business to your potential clients. So if you've already got your logo with your colors and your branding, you might want to replicate that. And that is highly recommended, by the way, that, you know, if you've got a pop up pink in your logo, you want some pink representation on your website, same as you would do with your social media. So it's all got to tie in together. So your website, your logo, your branding, your color palette, right through to your social media, which we won't go into today because that's another story. But think about how it all ties together and sings the same brand and sings the same song and resonates to a potential client or even existing clients. People like to see that uniform approach that when they see you on social media, they can recognize you. When they go to your website, it looks familiar. When they see your business card or a brochure, it's all got to look the same. So think about that when it comes to your website development as well. So for anyone out there looking for a web developer, I've partnered with an awesome web developer. If you wanted to grab his details, I'll pop that in the show notes of this episode because I highly recommend him. He has been amazing to work with. I think we're up to website number, help me out here, four, five, six. I've really lost count and I'll never look back. It's one of those things that if he told me tomorrow he was not going to do this anymore, I would cry because as much as I love to do a lot of it myself, he sets up the base. He looks after the hosting. I register my own domain names, which I highly recommend, but I'm sure he could help you with that as well. So again, I'll pop his details in the show notes. And for those listening, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget that if you have any questions relating to business, if you're looking for support, head over to the Facebook group, which is Micro and Small Business Support Group. I hang out there all the time. 
along with all of my other channels. But yeah, head over there, ask a question, engage in the community. I think we've got over 230 members and everyone is amazing. The group started just before or just after COVID hit Australia and we've just got such a lovely bunch of people in there that wealths of knowledge, wealths of knowledge from a lot of different industries. So if you're looking for support in your small business, head over to the Facebook group and I hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast, your home for small business help. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. You can find the link on our website, biznation.com.au. Tune into future episodes for more discussions, interviews, and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.